talk, the opinions, the panel. Brad Lewis uh, with us this morning, which is fantastic. Uh, as it's also great to have uh, Alex Chapman with us as well. And uh, Chappie, I believe uh, you're en route to Blues training and to uh, find out uh, the scoops on uh, what's coming up this weekend. Crucial match against the Hurricanes. Morning, Smitty. I've actually just um, arrived. In fact, it's quite. Actually, no, I won't say that it's cold because then I get all these cantabs tweeting at me saying you don't know what cold is, um, including your producer. So we won't bother with that. But uh, yeah, intrigued to see how Bowden Barrett's heel is. Obviously, that, that nasty blood soaked sock as he walked off the stadium um, on Saturday. So we'll get an update on him. And uh, I'm anticipating, just based on what assistant coach Dan Kalingahu said last week, that Stephen Petalfetta will play this week as well. So whether that's a timely return with Bowden potentially out, Petalfetta comes in to, for him um, in that starting 10 jersey. And certainly a point to prove in the last however long the Blues have in this competition, obviously, two regular season games and then however far they go through the playoffs. So he's certainly now the fourth-choice playmaker, you'd have to say. The fact that I think McKenzie has quite comfortably gone ahead of him and then obviously Barrett and Warner will always be in that all-black squad unless they, they get injured all of a sudden. So, yes, not sure uh, how many scoops we'll have today. Smithy, but I'll, I'll get the shovel out just here. Rightio. Hey, do, yeah, see what you can find. Uh, there's always a lot of uh, that kind of stuff floating around uh, Eden Park or wherever. Um, look, OK, um, Brad Lewis uh, joins us this morning as, as well, Brad, and thanks uh, very much for that. Uh, yes, the Blues, uh, they're going to have to... Do, are they in a situation now with the Hurricanes where we're looking to manage All Black time this close to playoffs? Uh, are we still with that? Nah, that's done and dusted. I think um, with both sides, and Jason Holland sort of referred to that a couple of weeks ago that resting those players for the Chiefs game was all about having them ready for the final five games of the season. So, look, I think it's it's all hands on deck when they're available. Uh, obviously, Bodie's like going to miss this weekend. Um, and uh, if you're a Blues supporter, and, and uh, as myself and Chappie are, uh, with Bowden Barrett uh, in that team is the only chance they have of winning Super Rugby with a guy like Bowden running the cutter. So, uh, get him fit. Um, but this is, these are must-win games for these two teams. You know, like, uh, top four is so crucial because if you don't finish top top four, you could be playing the Chiefs, the Crusaders, or the Brumbies in their opening round, and that's almost an automatic loss away from home for, for any team outside the top top four. So, uh, Blues and Hurricanes, one of those two teams are going to finish outside the top four, and this game will probably determine who that side is. Brad, a couple of weeks ago, we heard that the professor had uh, turned off a game of rugby for perhaps the first time in his life to watch something else. Uh, we also hear at the weekend that uh, Justin Marshall did the same thing with his beloved Crusaders. I will stick my hand up and confidently tell you I have often this season turned off a game of rugby and gone to something else. Are you in that boat or are you hooked? Uh, the only full 80 minutes of rugby I've watched this year was the Reds-Blues game last weekend because my wife was on a girls' date. So uh, that is the only full game of rugby I've watched this season. The NRL product has been superior from an entertainment standpoint. You never know what you're going to get. You've got the worst team in the comp turning over the best team in the comp. Uh, and uh, it's happened for a few weeks now. South, South turned over last week. Uh, the West Tigers coming out of nowhere to beat Penrith not that long ago. The, the rugby product just isn't that good at the moment and I think we're all just kind of in this waiting pattern for the Rugby World Cup right where we can all get invested I mean if you're not a Chiefs fan are you really that invested in Super Rugby this year? I don't think you are 
Uh, interesting, uh, Chappie. How do you how do you view it from the, your perspective? I mean, you, you've got to do it from a, a work perspective as well. Um, but as a fan, would you be tempted to turn off, or are you hooked uh, hooked in for good? It's it's an interestingly timed question for me. Just just quickly on All Blacks rest weeks, Bowden Barrett does still have one more, I think. So if he right, was okay. to be out injured with that heel problem this week, then that would um, take care of that anyway. So. Um, yeah, I actually found myself, because I, I knew on Friday night that I'd be doing a match report for both the Blues and the Crusaders the following day for work. So I was watching the Crusaders Moana Pacifica game, and I've got a WhatsApp group with, with some friends who are mainly rugby fans, actually, and all of them were messaging, going, God, how great is this St. George comeback? Um, they say Anthony Griffin, and God, they're performing well, and man, he must be such a bad coach for them to be um, playing this well without him. And I was so annoyed at myself that I was having to watch Crusaders Moana Pacifica. It's like, oh, God, it's, it's, like, it's almost like FOMO. That you're, you're missing out on this fantastic game of rugby league, but you're having to sit there and take notes and, and watch um, the rugby as well. I think genuine diehard rugby fans will always choose to watch rugby. And I think there's some really passionate supporters out there that... And I'm not picking on Crusaders fans by any means, partly because I don't want to get abusive text messages from your producer today. Um, but I think there are those within um, those franchises who will sit back and high-five and celebrate Will Jordan scoring a try against Juan Pacifica in a 35-plus point thrashing. There are those that will still celebrate that form of success. Does that mean it's a good product? Potentially not, but... If you go based on those who are turning up to stadiums, yes, they are still filling out stadiums for Chiefs Crusaders and Blues Crusaders and Blues Chiefs. But if you're going to allow that to be kind of your gauge of success, that you are selling out stadiums when your biggest teams are playing, then we are almost at the point of just accepting mediocrity at times, I think, which I think would be a really dangerous place for us to get to with rugby, not just because it's a World Cup year, but in general. But if we're happy for... You know, for players to be continuously rested and for absolute trouble to happen week after week and to sit back and go, that's a good product. But so, yeah, that probably is a good product. But wouldn't we rather it be a great product or an amazing product or a captivating product or a product which is genuinely competing with its rival code in rugby league for eyeballs on a Friday night? Absolutely. Um, it needs to compete. There's no doubt about that. Uh, speaking of eyeballs and interest in careers, etc., Brad Lewis... Uh, Joseph Parker in the news again, but not as often as he used to be. Are we still invested in Joseph Parker? Interesting question, Smithy, and I don't know if I can call this down the middle. Chappie's probably a, a better person to answer that just because of my investment in, in Joe and in the sport. But look, what I will say is the the Australian market, go look at Paul Gallon's fights with Mark Hunt and the like and Justice Hooney fights um, outside of the um, Manny Pacquiao fight a few years ago they fight during during the week on Wednesday Thursday night so just just on that side of things I will say their pay-per-view market is sort of tuned for a midweek pay-per-view now and saying that is this where Joseph Parker wants to be no uh, but he took that risk in the Joe Joyce fight came up short, he wins that fight he's probably fighting for a world title this year Smithy uh, and that's the risk you take, he's still only lost three fights in his career one, you know, against, against three prominent European fighters, he's still ranked in the top ten um, in all but one of the um, plethora of boxing organisations 
uh, and this is just uh, a tick, ticket off flight. Um, and I believe this could be uh, Eddie Hearn um, as well having something in this and testing the market to see what Joe's pulls like for a potential Justice Hooney fight later in the year because Eddie Hearn needs Justice Hooney to knock off a big name uh, and um, Joseph Parker is probably the safest fight for Justice Hooney out of the top 10 heavyweights in the world. Interesting. Right, okay, we're uh, news time with uh, Araha when we come back. Part two of the panel with Brad Lewis and Alex Chapman. The panel. Brad Lewis and Alex Chapman with us this morning. Alex Chapman uh, is at uh, Blues Training, so uh, we'll get to some news uh, later about uh, what's happening with uh, the possible makeup of their side. Crucial clash against the Hurricanes this weekend. But uh, Alex uh, Chapman, love to talk to you just briefly too about Joseph Parker. Um, from a media perspective, uh, out of sight, out of mind, or back into mind? No, I think back into mind, but the fact that we have to use the word back probably implies the, the level of interest and engagement that there now is with Joseph Parker. There isn't that consistent um, storyline around him. And to be honest, I think the most exciting thing I've seen heading into this fight is the fact that Tyson Fury made the trip down to Melbourne to hang out with Joe. So that's probably um, where I kind of sat with it up until probably yesterday. Um, in terms of the interest of it, I, I did kind of raise an eyebrow, kind of what Lewis touched on before, with the fact that it is a midweek fight, because you think of big boxing fights, and it's, um, it's kind of Sunday afternoon New Zealand time at Wembley, for example, but that, that won't obviously be happening with Joe anytime soon. He, he, this is kind of that consistent storyline with him. It's yet another chance. It's This will be the chance where he kind of has to go out and get a, a comprehensive win. He can't just win by points. He really needs to make a statement. It's almost rinse and repeat from what it's been with Parker for probably the last uh, 18 months or so. So, yeah, he really does need to go out, make a massive statement and, and continue to get back on that path so that he can challenge for world heavyweight title fights. Joseph Parker is a really good boxer. There's no doubt about that. But... He's kind of just fallen off the pace a little bit with the rest of those guys, and I think we as New Zealand sports fans just really want to see him back up there. Right, uh, speaking of uh, falling off the pace a wee bit, or maybe falling out of the reckoning a wee bit, Brad Lewis, the signing of Chanel Harris-Tavita for two years. Uh, recent announcement from um, Cameron George and the Warriors. Where does that uh, leave Sean Johnson, you feel? Right, and first of all, congratulations to Chanel. He obviously uh, took some time off for himself, and I think it's great that the Warriors have looked after him um, while, while he's had a sabbatical, and and now they've, they've brought him back because he had his, he had a career best season last year and a struggling team. So, congratulations to him. But I think that's the story within the story. Is what does this mean for Sean Johnson? We know that he's kind of said it's the Warriors for me, or maybe retirement. That seems to be what we're reading between the lines with the turning down of the West Tigers deal. The other thing that this might be is I look at the Warriors and we really lack in the position of hooker and I wonder if Andrew Webster sees a Ben Hunt type player in Chanel Harris-DeVita and could potentially be um, sharing game time with Wade Egan next year uh, because I really think that's a point of concern for the Warriors when they're looking at trying to build a premiership winning side. You have RTS coming back next year. You're going to have a fantastic spine, whether or not RTS plays in the centres or a fullback, and, and oh, you've got chance there. But, yeah, I, uh, 
I, I wonder if this means maybe Harris DeVita could become that number 14 type player and almost uh, a half-hooker uh, combo that gives you some uh, depth and utility value on the bench. I don't think it spells good news at all, Chappie, for Sean Johnson, to be honest. I mean, uh, he turned down that possible deal to go back to Australia, probably on the basis he thought that his shares were pretty good. Um, we get a lot of texts in here saying when is uh, Cameron George and co going to re-sign SJ on his form this year. Um, what are you thinking about this for him? I actually think it's Chanel Harris-DeVita is going to have to be patient, to be honest. I wouldn't be surprised if Sean Johnson resigns, and I think a big reason for that may end up being with who is coming back in terms of Roger Tuivasa-Sheik. That, that 14 jersey, I think, is Dylan Walker's for as long as he wants. I think what he's shown, both as a playmaker and as a defender, he is your ideal 14. And then it's whether the Warriors decide to keep using Wade Egan as their lead hooker, or whether Chanel Harris-DeVita potentially becomes uh, a hooking option down the track. And it's also how now going to fit, and I know this was discussed when, when it was announced that Roger was coming back, how they're going to fit Tuivasa-Sheik and Charles Nicolcosta in the back line, whether Charles remains at fullback, Roger becomes a wing centre or something like that, for example. So it, it genuinely might be them saying to Chanel, yep, welcome back, you'll give it a two-year deal, but you're going to have to be patient, and you're going to have to go down to New South Wales Cup, and you're going to have to really push us and show us that you're able to come in and be our starting half. Bear in mind, there's also still Kamadi Martin to come back from injury. We know what a really unfortunate and at times sad history he has with injury. And then, in fact, we're talking about Sean Johnson retiring. He's not going to be around forever. So whether Chanel sees that as an opportunity to come and learn from one of the Warriors' best ever halves in Sean, and then kind of Sean retires after a year, and then Chanel comes back into that, that starting half role. But... What a fantastic position for Andrew Webster to be in. No longer is he kind of clutching at, hey, let's have a half who's got a checkered past in the league that no other team wants. They're now kind of got too many of them. Uh, let's look at um, Ryan Fox's performance, uh, if we could, Brad, please. And, uh, you know, he's been really good association with uh, the station available yesterday afternoon to uh, Staffy, which was fantastic. Um, he gets a special temporary membership now to the PGA Tour for the rest of 2023, which I personally think is absolutely fantastic because we'll see a lot more of Ryan Fox on our tellies back here at a better time zone. Uh, what a performance by this kid. Ryan Fox, living proof that New Zealand sports people do not need media managers as a, uh, as a struggling producer trying to get talent for shows. At times, Ryan Fox is the marquee uh, person on that front. But, yeah, great news. Uh, he's a great story. I love Ryan Fox. Just, you know, think of the, the boots he has to fill, so to speak, with the expectations of, of coming from the heritage of a guy like Ryan Fox. Obviously, rugby career, not pointing out. But, my goodness, can this man play golf? Uh, and finish in the top, what, 25 in the last... Um, or in two of the last three majors is, a, is an awesome performance. Uh, and I don't know, a, a man who knows more about golf than me, Guy Havelt, once told me that he believes Ryan Fox has the game to win a major. There's a, there's a major in his game if he can put it all together over the course of four rounds. Uh, and and I, I will succumb to, 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 to the little man if, he, if he's saying that. Uh, and, uh, yeah, look, I think it's a great story. Gets to, gets to spend the rest of the year playing on the tour that he wants to play on. Um, and a chance for him to really work on that world ranking and uh, and get more exemptions um, in the future as well. And uh, from your point of view, Chappie? 
if excuse me, uh, some of the blues have just walked over playing music, so I've had to walk away. Um, but you might hear it in the background. Um, it, it's huge, and just to agree with what Blues was saying about about Ryan. He's so approachable. You, you can, and this is the the beauty of of our job, and we're so fortunate. And at times, I think we kind of take it for granted. But the fact that you know one of us could text Foxy mid major and say, hey, well done, you're doing well, or hey, really hoping you go well this weekend. And you'll get a reply within 5, 10, 15 minutes. And he's so lovely. He's so approachable. Um, he's still so low-key as well, which I love about Ryan. Is he's such a big-time player now on, on the, in the golfing world, which sounds crazy to say about a Kiwi, but he's been so consistent. He's, he's shown that he belongs on on the big stage uh, and for him to consistently come up with these sorts of performances. And I think that's the real key about his game is, is he has become so blimmin' consistent and, and you take immense pride at seeing Ryan Fox doing well like, uh, after his fantastic first round at the PGA Championship. I woke up to so many texts from people saying, God, how about Foxy? Or, oh, we missed a, missed a trick here not putting money on Foxy top 30, didn't we? And the fact that New Zealanders are now engaging with Ryan Fox in that sense, uh, I think, is, is fantastic and a massive credit to him. He's, he's so much fun. He's such a good dude. Yeah, he's a quintessential Kiwi sportsman um, in a, anything but a quintessential Kiwi sportsman's market, to be honest. Um, he's brilliant. Absolutely superb. As have you two gentlemen been this morning. Uh, have uh, an enjoyable training with the Blues, Chappie, and uh, Brad, you'll be prepping busily, I would imagine, for later this afternoon. Thanks, fellas, for your part in the panel today. We'll have uh, another one, hopefully, tomorrow or the next day.